I'm Arya Schwartz with my co-host, Pat Ralph, and welcome to the WNBA Insider Show. Each week, we cover different topics important to the W, using X's and O's along with key stats. We bring honest and critical analysis. First off, we're going to talk about a game from earlier tonight and a team who played earlier tonight, the New York Liberty. Uh, a few things. I had to re-watch the game uh, the moment I got back from the Minnesota-Washington game because I was live there. But Marissa Coleman was somebody who, when New York was doing good, her name kept coming up. Her name kept coming up. And she was making a ton of scrappy plays, which is crazy to think. You know, She was like a, a last-second cut from Indy, and now she's helping be a utility player and a starter for the Liberty. Um, and also their inability to finish games. Pat, could you talk about those two real quick to me? Absolutely. And stuff. So, so the Liberty have played, played six games six so, games far, so far, far and they've played, and they've played all six um, have been really close. I mean, they've all been within a couple possessions um, and it's been, they've played in six very close games. So they're two and four. They could easily be six and oh, they could also easily be zero oh and six. So to remember, to keep that in mind, they've played in some really close games, which is a good thing that they haven't gotten blown out yet in any games. I think that's a really encouraging thing that they're around in every game. But there's a difference between just being around in every game and and making it close and actually winning a game. Um, So for the Liberty, as I said, they're two and four. Um, Obviously, they lost a close one to open the season by four in Chicago. Um, Then they lost a tough one at home by six to Minnesota, a game that they were winning in at close, like you mentioned, Aria, this inability to close out games. Um, And then, of course, they they beat Dallas. Uh, They beat Indiana on the road in overtime. Uh, And then they, you know, they were ahead late in the game against Phoenix, but Phoenix closed out the game strong um, and beat them. And then tonight, of course, what you saw here, um, losing at the buzzer to Connecticut. Um, I think, you know, the thing with the Liberty is you've got to, I think the, the thing about the Connecticut game tonight specifically is so frustrating because Connecticut was not, they didn't play like Connecticut tonight. I mean, they played good, but not their best. And if you get a chance to beat Connecticut on your home floor, um, when they're not playing their best and you're playing really well, you've got to take advantage of that. And like, you know, where we've talked about this, we know where the Liberty stand in the WNBA, you know, stratosphere right now, they're a team that's going to be fighting for a playoff spot. They're going to be on the, on the line there. So if they're not, um, you know, if they are not, if that, that loss could come back to bite them, I think, and it could be a game that they're looking back at and saying, well, we, we could have used that. So, and then you mentioned Marissa Coleman, you know, she's been really, I, I I thought the exact same thing. I thought that she would be a player that, you know, she'd just be up here for a bit. She'd play a couple of games and the Liberty might cut her or let her go, or she'd move to the bench as the other ones, other guards got healthy, but she's been able to maintain that starting role. She'd had 11 points tonight against Connecticut. Um, she was a plus seven on the floor and stuff, which I believe was the highest net rating. Yeah. That was the highest net rating of anyone on the floor tonight for the Liberty. So she's contributing well. Um, but the Liberty, these close games, I mean, it's great to see them in these close games competing and, and you want to see that not getting blown out, but you've got to actually win those games. And there's a difference between just being in them and winning. And that's what they need to do um, if they're going to be able to get to a playoff spot because you need to win some of these close games and you need to win them at home. You can't squander those. Before I throw it back to you, Ari, I have a really interesting thing I found on Twitter before we started tonight that I wanted, to read, that I wanted to read to you. Um, this came out of the post game tonight, and I don't know if you saw this, but I'll throw a credit to our friends over at High Post Hoops for this. Um, Kurt Miller had an interesting statement after the game, uh, head coach of the Sun. Uh, here is what he had to say. Um, he said this was on, he was asked a question about the, the Liberty as a whole and the matchup of playing them. And here's what he had to say. 
With that being said, I am on the record saying New York is the team to beat this year, period. They have everything. Three-point shooting, which they didn't shoot well tonight. And, well, you know, they didn't shoot well tonight. Defense, which they showed a lot tonight. Offense, which they did. And they have, a, and he says, and a dog in Charles, which referencing Tina Charles, who had 24 tonight and has already has had a couple double-doubles this season. They have everything that a championship team needs. In my opinion, it makes this win bigger. I don't care what they're referencing the Liberty record is right now. I think New York, when it's all said and done, is going to be the team to beat. Now, Kurt may just be saying that because New York was the top team in the East last year. He may just be saying that because he can't say that his team is the team to beat in the East because I think everyone else in the WNBA would be pointing their fingers right at Connecticut as the team to beat, at least in the Eastern Conference, maybe even the entire league. Um, But it shows tonight that People are noticing that the Liberty are not going to get blown out in games. These games are going to be close. They play hard. They fight hard. And that is very encouraging because then if they're if they're in games, they just got to make things click a bit. And they if they win a couple of these, you know, they get in the playoffs. And it's important that they're they're competing and stuff. That's most important. What stands out to me from that statement is something that I was kind of churning over in my mind. Um, and that, in all honesty, might be the one true criticism of this Connecticut team, which is, when you have, you know, when you have these teams that are so well-rounded like Connecticut, which is obviously a great positive, you have a team, but sometimes your team struggles, not just a player, but your team struggles. Now, obviously, it's better to have the team struggle than, uh, you know, when you rely on one player, but Minnesota, LA, uh, New York, Phoenix, those teams, and and even if you really want to talk about that, we could talk Seattle and Dallas. Those teams have players who, when their team is struggling, they have that one player who can step in and do something crazy, you know. And so I think that's really something that can cause a few issues for uh, for Connecticut moving forward. And what I've thought is like, if that's happening, that's a time that. You know, when the team's struggling, Connecticut might lose a game here and there because they are young, because they don't have that star player. And and you would think that the Liberty is the type of team that can win it um, because that ha- they have that ISO scorer um, that, that, you know, other teams might not have. New York, though, I wanted to point out uh, what you were kind of hitting on. New York has the biggest loss they've had all season, six points. Yep, that was to Minnesota. That was the game. And they almost won that game, you know? They had that game and then just, you know, Minnesota was able – it was a difference of a couple baskets that Minnesota was able to make down the stretch, kind of what they did today against Washington. But that's a whole other topic for another time. But, you know, you think about it. You make a good point there with New York and and Connecticut is that, you know, Connecticut, the thing, the question mark I think everybody has right now, I think, number one, they're still a bit of a – they're figuring things out a little bit because now they've got Cheney back. Um, You know, they're trying to measure him with John Quell and you've got Alyssa Thomas. You have a lot of players – you know, who fit well together, but they're still trying to make that mesh, the rotations and stuff. They're still, that's still a work in progress and that's okay. Um, I think the biggest question you want to know about Connecticut is like, okay, they're, they're young, they're talented, they're good on they're You know, we've seen the stats, the net rating is in, you know, go on WNBA.com, go on the stats. You'll see the net rating. It's Connecticut is far and above everyone right now, which is how they've played to start the season. But can they win a playoff series? And that's what you're kind of alluding to, I think, Arya. You know, you mentioned LA and Minnesota. Those are teams we know when we get to the postseason, you get them in a series, they can win. Can Connecticut win three times against Minnesota and LA? That's really, really, really hard to do. And Connecticut's a really talented team. But like you saw last year, everyone thought, oh, they're going to be in the semis. They couldn't even get a home game in the in the 
second round off their floor against against Phoenix. So let's that's the thing I think everyone has to remember is that you know it, it's different when it gets to the playoffs and you know I think we're excited to see what they can do but you know we have to remember LA and Minnesota beating them three times in a series is really really hard as much as the links have struggled so far it's still really hard which is kind of something that I spoke to Maya more about uh, in the in the post game which is last year the team was very focused on getting that one or two seed there was a lot of talk about it and the importance of it, because if you're a team like Minnesota, look, any any given Sunday, as they say, any team, you know, Connecticut could pull off a great win and segueing into the storm, which we're about to touch on, they could get a big win against LA one time, but can they beat them in a series of three? And as much as I've criticized the, the start to Minnesota and the, the makeup of this Minnesota team, once they're in the playoffs, that's a different story. So, so let's talk about it when we get there. I'm talking relative to now. They have not been a good team, although they did pull off a great win today. Moving on to the late-night ESPN2 game, Seattle Storm taking the Los Angeles Sparks on, and Seattle has been looking just – oh, for, I'm not, I was going to say storming, but that's just bad. But <laughs> Seattle, has just been, Seattle has been on point. Stewie with these active hands, Natasha Howard is just mobile. And to a flashback to the Stevens hype train, which we are still on, choo-choo, all aboard. Natasha Howard brings a similar effect of the length, the speed to to mirror Brianna Stewart so that you can really run the court in a way that Los Angeles has looked tired and and old, if you will, yeah. uh, in comparison to, to the Storm. What have you seen so far? What are your thoughts on this game? Well, so far, I mean, that start they got to just outscore those sparks 24 to 9. You just look at the score and you're like, what is going on with LA? You know, LA is one of the best home teams in the, in the WNBA. And for, to be able to, you know, be up by nine at the half and to be, you know, almost dominating LA like this is really impressive. We've talked about, and we talked about this coming into this game, um, that Seattle, you know, they've played really well so far this year. They're five and two, but I think we were wondering, okay, they need a, a, a real, a, a, a statement game, you know, a road statement game against a team that can, um, you know, against a proven team, a championship team. And we are seeing that right now that can they, obviously we're recording this now and the result will go live, you know, after this podcast we're recording. So I may look like a, to- we may sound like idiots right now, but if Seattle can get a win in Los Angeles, that's going to turn a lot of heads. Because Los Angeles is playing really well so far. The Sparks, not surprisingly, are already, you know, they're going to be one of the top two teams in the league, This two or three teams in the league. Um, but the Storm, if they can show they can win an early season game in LA, that's a lot of confidence for a young team like that. And it shows that they're they're gonna, they're gonna a serious team. And what it is for the, the Storm for me is, is they're a team that is, which it can be a good thing, but I also think it's a little bit of a bad thing is, you know, they're a team that if they're hot shooting the ball well and they're hot from the field, they're not going to lose. I mean, they just when they shoot the ball well because they're an outstanding offensive team and they're and they're on fire, they're not going to lose. But it's one of these te- things where if they're not making shots, I don't. That's my only concern if, if they can win. However, though, it so far early in the season, they're showing signs of improve having improved on the defensive end and being a more balanced team. So I'm encouraged. I think they're a fun team to watch. I'm not going to lie. I like these new green jerseys they're rocking. These new away jerseys, the new Nike ones. I'm liking watching these pretty good. But um, yeah, I mean Seattle. This is a game they need to have tonight, just because it will 
it boosts them and brings about so much confidence. If they can get an early season win in LA, it shows that, hey, we're here to play not just in the West, but in the entire W. It sends it sends a message to the whole league, kind of like you're saying, that says, you know how everyone's kind of expected us to take that leap? We're doing that now, and we're in, and we're and we're doing it with uh with pride and power. Brandon Stewart at the half, twelve points, seventeen minutes, only three rebounds. But then you flip it on over to Natasha Howard, who's also got twelve points and seven rebounds in seventeen minutes. Those those two bigs down low, I can't speak enough about their flexibility and their ability. Something that I want to shine a light on before we move on to LA. There's only one team right now that has two scorers in points per game, top 10 in the league, Seattle. A lot of people would think, you mm-hmm. know, oh, yep. Neka Gumake, Chelsea Gray, Odyssey Sims, even uh, even Candace Parker when she's come back. But no, Neka's top 10, Chelsea's not. So I know that's just points, and we can talk about assists. Chelsea's up there for assists. We can talk about rebounds. Stewie's up there. But what I'm talking about, and, and, and Candace is also up there too, but what I'm talking about is, Storm have have used their their strength yep. to to attack the weaknesses. Kind of like people often will will debate. You know, do you uh, do you game plan for their their strength, or you just kind of play your strength and make them game plan for you? Right. And what Seattle has done is a perfect combination of that, and have really looked vet savvy and used the speed to a positive. Right. What have you seen out of LA? Speaking of Chelsea Gray and Neca, I mean. Can anybody stop the two of them when they're when they're going? Well, I mean, Chelsea Gray right now has to be. If you were to say right now today we stop the season, and you were to if you were to say you know Pat draw up an MVP short list right now, you'd have at least two players in this game tonight would be on my short list, and that is Chelsea Gray and Jewel Lloyd. And you mentioned before with the spar the storm, you were referring to their scoring par- prowess with. Jewel Lloyd and Brianna Stewart. Stewie would be right there, not too far behind, I'd say. But Chelsea Gray has been playing really well for them so far. Now, tonight, she's got eight points on three of five shooting, so she is doing that. Um, but she does have three turnovers, so she's been having one of these games where she's a little bit all over the place. It's just been a rough start for LA. I mean, they already have nine turnovers. Seattle has 11, so it both teams have just kind of been all over the place. But in comparison with we talked about Seattle, Seattle is shooting the ball really well tonight. Sparks aren't. Sparks are twenty percent for shooting, only twenty percent from three. Um, they're struggling a little bit tonight on that. They're you know right now they're getting out rebounded and stuff. Um, you know it, it's the Sparks. What I like about them and stuff, and we talked about this is that you know they have the talent and like the thing is, as they said, they got off to a slow start tonight. They were able to you know outscore the. Uh, Seattle by six in the second quarter to get it down to nine. Like that's a very, you know, um, manageable deficit for LA at home. Like they could get, I think I'm not going to lie. If I'm the sparks, I have to be feeling pretty good to only be down nine at the half with how that first half went. What do you think? Do you think that LA should be feeling good right now with where they are? Or do you think am I might be a little bit fool's gold, that this is too good to be true. Fool's gold, but also I hear what you're saying. Um, I I'm I love to play, you know, the the devil's advocate, so I'm going to. To me, it's going to come down to a few key stats: mm-hmm. free throws, not even free throws made, but free throw attempts. All right, right. rebounds and turnovers. Right. right now, I'm just looking at those. Seattle's got 12 attempts. Yep. L.A. seven. All right. So you and it. it if LA is going to get their guards working and even to get NECA working and Candace working, really any of their players start getting to the paint. 
and taking advantage of that and their shiftiness to get some more free throws going. Turnovers, kind of like you said. Now, LA has nine so far. Seattle has 11. So they are winning in that. But this is not characteristic of LA to have that many this early on. All right. And then the other thing is rebounds. Rebounds, LA needs to figure out a way to respond to Seattle's lankiness. I mean, they got go-go gadget arms. Right. And Los Angeles has the size. I want to see them body them up and push them back. And that's what they need to do. That's it, Pat. We're quit. We're closing this one quick because we want to get back to watching the game so we can get some hot takes for next week. Pat, last thought. Yep. What do you want to see from Seattle if they lose this game? What can well, tell I, you that it's still a victory if they lose this game? Well, you just want to see them play with confidence. And you want them to see them play their game. You don't want to have them see them playing a lot of – you want them to see them you know, not playing too much isolation. You want to see them be able to move the ball. You want to see them playing just – you know be comfortable, be confident because you know the sparks are going to, this game's going to get closer or at least it should as the second half is getting underway. Now you want to be able to see them, you know, be able to play their game. And even if the sparks come back and win this game to be able to fight and play hard and not just roll over. And when, if, you know, sparks get this win and stuff into, you know, like you just, we're seeing this right now, they're playing good defense, you know, just be physical and stuff. And just, I think you want that confidence say like, Hey, even if we don't win tonight, we're playing and we're hanging with the best team, one of the best teams, if not the best team in the WNBA. That's what I want to see. Just that confidence that can exude from playing from having a good game tonight. I'm with you on that. I mean, we know that LA, somebody on LA is going to get real hot and then it's going to get close. And how does a storm weather the storm pun intended. And I'm Arya Schwartz along with my co-host, Pat Ralph. This has been the WNBA Insider Show. Each week we cover different topics to the W using X's and O's and key stats, honest and critical analysis. ESPN, we got a great game. Make sure to check it out. And we'll got some recaps coming up too. Have a good one.